Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. I think this is the first time that we're truly all in different places, and I feel very distant from you, th- you, you three, us three, you two. We three. <laughs> we three. We three kings. We three. I know. I sense the longing between the two of you. Like, you're both oh. like, why isn't she here? And he's like, why? why She's am I like, there? why isn't he there? Well, or whatever. We just saw each other, but it. It sucks being apart. I'm in Phoenix doing the record right now. So yeah, Jared's again. officially writing some new tunes, which is very exciting. <sighs> Album is number Jacqueline nine. your muse? She is. Really? Well, it's not. But John like writes the majority of things and all of the lyrics. So there is no lyric that's going to end up being about me in a song. Jared, why don't you write some lyrics? Dude, I'll do some nudging. <laughs> he can, he can Shuffle nudge. some things around. I can I could probably put in a good word. You could do a version of Jolene by Dolly Parton with Jacqueline. Ooh, yes, how like come a I never country thought of that? goth, a country emo song. See that to me, that's ideal. I'll Jared, do that. This could I'm be a, a Christmas present. I've always wanted you to write me a song. You've never I texted done. Jack. I was at a concert last night, and I texted Jack, and I was like, "This guy can sing so great. I wish I could sing." And she goes, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> you can learn how to sing. Anyone can learn how if you no, train no. your vocal cords. You remember I've when tried. we were doing karaoke? Jared kind of has like a low country voice. Like I, there is something within you that okay. I think that you could really harness. All right, vocal not everybody for can be Mariah Carey, but there are all <laughs> these programs you can get to train yourself where you, you can, don't need a big you range. You can practice range on your vocal cord, though, and you can teach yourself pitch. Okay. Well, I used to be a re- really good singer, and I lost it because I stopped. Well, thanks for the pep talk, guys. I don't, Lex, I don't know if we've ever told you, but we have this like running joke with Becca, my partner on Lady Gang, that her and Jared are going to start a country duo called Ginger Bell, and they're just going like, to take over the world. And I, it's going to be on my vision board that I want to make it happen next year. It's a year. good name, too. Ginger Bell is super cute because yeah. she's a Southern Belle, and Jared's a ginger. Isn't that cute? I think yep. you guys should just have like one banger that they turn into like a techno house remix that plays all over the world. Like in all Ibiza. you need is one. All you need is one song. And also on my because uh, I'm really thinking about my manifest list for next year. Um, we're doing bitches in the bathroom. We're redoing it for real. Jared Monaco. Jared Monaco. You guys come to me. I'm in the studio right now. We can be making hits day in and day out. I've yeah. been wanting to do this for a long time. And Jack, why don't you and I get together and freshen up the lyrics? You know what? The I was actually thinking about this. There is a lyric in Bitches in the Bathroom, which is mine and Alexis' song that we wrote in college, basically. Yeah. That is a fucking banger. And I really do think it could go viral on TikTok, especially. But um, there is a lyric that talks about Goldschlager that I think we need to update and uh, have Fireball in there. Mm. For the Schlager IV got the gold in my veins. Yeah, but he's <laughs> like Fireball IV. Need the whatever. Oh, we'll figure yes, it out. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, we digress. We can. We're, we're going to freshen it. up some lyrics and uh, look for bitches in the bathroom on your TikTok page, your for you for you page uh, in 2023 because it's coming. That's right. I'm so excited. Okay. Me too. I guess we need to tell the people to join our Patreon if they haven't. We have brand new content for you every single week. Four if you- more episodes a month. One more episode a week. And it's really good stuff. People love it. I know. The case that we did last week was fucking cr- a crazy case. Yeah, and we're kind was. of, we're, you know, melding. It's kind of just like the first degree in a, in a bow. There's true crime. It's like half true crime, half kind of fun stuff and true crime adjacent. Um, because we feel like if you are big fans of the first degree, you, you want it, you want it all. You want immersion and the video's coming soon. 
Four, yes. That's four episodes, video coming soon. Ad yeah. free, ad free episodes. That's right. Yeah. Tell the logistics, Jared. I mean, you guys, what a screaming deal. What I think scream, so. Screaming deal, ten dollars a month. <laughs> um, and yes, everybody that's asking, video is coming soon. We've been we've been trying. We've been working through some kinks. We're painting the office. Uh, it's going to be great, and it's going to be worth sign. the wait. Yeah, it is. We have, we have two neon signs. I did post a teaser when we were trying to do our video, just as like a just to try to get something um, on our Instagram, so you can see what it might look like in the future, but way better because we're making our office pretty rad. Yes. I'm so excited. Me yes. too. I want okay. the dark day. Let's go into the dark day. So today, and you know what? I apologize. I guess last week I fucked up the day. Um, yeah, you confused a lot of people. I thought it was November 6th. I don't know yep. if the actual day was from November 6th or if it, I don't know what I messed up, but I messed it up apparently. So apologies. I didn't notice. I didn't catch it when I was editing. My bad. I didn't catch it when we were recording. There was nothing to do about it. You know, it's the Sorry, damage everybody. had been done. Um, okay, so today is the correct day. It is Thursday, November 10th. And on November 10th, 1969, Sesame Street makes its debut. Were you Sesame Street kids? Absolutely. Yes. I think we the all count? were. The count? Uh, I learned uh, everything uh, I know uh, from the count, which yep. I only know how to count. Right. <laughs> Um, Cookie Monster, a monster after my own heart, you know? So cute. So I'm going to go through like a little bit of the history of Sesame Street, okay? I'm ready. So it went on to become the most widely viewed children's program in the world, and it's aired in more than 120 countries. And since its inception, over 80 million Americans have watched Sesame Street, which is pretty crazy. So the show was a brainchild of Joan Gans Cooney, a former documentary producer for public television. And her goal was to create programming for preschoolers that was both entertaining and educational. And she also wanted to use it as a way to help underprivileged three to five-year-olds prepare for kindergarten. So uh, the inception of it was pretty cute. And they've had, you know, diverse characters and positive uh, social messages. They've kind of run the gamut over the years. Uh, They're like toddler SNL because they've had like celebrities on right <laughs> For sure yeah they have For like sure. celebrities on celebrity guests that's that like pop part. in yeah. yeah well as an adult that's the best part it's funny totally. to see who's been on it and see like how they are on the show it's always so like funny to see it's like a fish out of water it's great i really think that that's how you know that you've made it you know as if you get invited on sesame street like you're in the zeitgeist Absolutely. if you're invited as a character on sesame street i feel like mm-hmm. um so one of the best aspects of the show are the Muppets. I feel like that's like the part that we all, we don't really care about the people at all. We like all fell in love with the Muppets on the show. And that was a brainchild from Jim Henson. And we have Bert and Ernie. We have Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, Grover. And Jim Henson was behind the Sesame Street characters too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I went to the Jim Henson Museum in, uh, where were we? Nashville, Atlanta? I don't remember where we were. Oh, you did? Like when we were there together? think so oh interesting maybe not but i've been there (laughs) yeah he really did it all um so of course it's like anything that i i find i'm like okay this is the day i'm like there's gotta be some either weird shit conspiracy theories dark facts etc so i did find some controversial moments from sesame street that we are going to get into for true crime yes. rewind because they're always especially something that's that old right like it was yeah. in the 70s they did something wrong yeah. oh yeah <laughs> they did lots of things wrong um but actually it's like I, not as bad as as you think 
I actually, I was expecting more conspiracy theories. Like I thought that there would be like subliminal messaging or something like that, Mm. that people were finding. Um, and I didn't find any of that, but we got some, we got some controversial moments that we're going to get into, um, in a little bit, but wait. wait. Before then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right. Welcome to On the Stand. Every week, we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand that we are loving or hating. Have a healthy discussion. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram. You vote if it's guilty or not guilty. And then um, we might have a listener submitted on the stand today. We Uh, do. I have one on deck. Okay, great. And if you want to send in your on the stands, you can call us. Do we have the number for them to call? 818-446-6889. And I'm going to put that phone number in the show notes for you guys, too. We're just going to... We do need to make that into a jingle. I know we talked about it. Yes, but but let me repeat that. 818-446-6889. Okay, who would like to go first? So this is going to sound super boring, but it'll probably resonate with everyone. So we all know that we get spam texts now, junk texts. Oh, my God. We all Mm. get junk emails, spam emails. I'm putting on the stand tangible junk mail because my mailbox, my mom... My mom's stuff is all sent to my my place because I renovated the condo where she was living and I live here now. Uh And it's like armfuls. It's a huge mailbox. It's so crazy. And I'm just like, no one looks at this. She didn't even. She keeps telling me to just throw it away. And I'm like, we all just do mass deletes in our inboxes. It all goes to spam. Yeah. The physical mail has to stop because it's just, it's wasteful. In companies, you could save a lot of money with the people doing these catalogs. No one's looking at them. Everyone's shopping online. <laughs> I can't I can't believe people still send mail. Like it's so crazy to me. It has to be such a waste of money. I don't have a single paper transaction that I do. Everything is auto debited from my accounts and I look at all my statements online. When people send me mail, I get just disgusted unless it's sentimental. Like I want like a, yeah. I want thank you notes. I want wedding invitations. I want save the dates. I want fun mail. That's it. Yeah. I want I want the IRS to send me return like tax returns. They never do. They always send me threatening notices. I love but, I love a correspondence. Something, I want a nice cor- but like junk like mail. Like a pen is, pail, you know? You're going to miss your pen pail mail if it's right in the middle of your coupon to Michaels for the 500th time. I went to check our office mailbox today. And it was like a hundred leaflets about Karen Bass or Rick Russo. Like there was nothing. And I'm like, my whole thing was exploding. Like yeah. I was like, this is such a waste and no one cares. And I'm honestly being spammed on my TV also with ads for them. Like I'm being spammed from every medium, but the tangible mail has to stop because it's waste. It's got to stop. It's yeah. so annoying. Just send it straight to the recycling. Dude, plant. send it to no, my email. A- unfortunately like like, that's what i do i take the mail out of the mailbox and put it directly into the trash and i'm like i feel so wasteful but like what am i supposed to do i don't want this no i never asked for this half of it is going to a different person like i don't even have you guys seen the video of ringo Starr telling everyone to stop sending him fan mail no No. it's hilarious he says i'm warning you with peace (laughs) and love (laughs) he's got his like you know he's always like peace and love he's like yeah Everybody, I'm warning you with peace and love. After October 22nd, I'm never going to read another piece of fan mail ever again. I don't have the time. Oh, my God. Oh I my love God. it. The honesty is honestly great. I, I really so appreciate good. it. I'm addicted to the truth. 
Um, dude, this is so, so guilty. Guilty. Guilty, for sure. How could guilty. anyone argue in defense of it? No. Um, okay, I had a different on the stand, but I'm going to go with this because now you've sparked, you've piqued my interest. Okay. I am now putting on the stand political texts oh, because yes. along with spamming our, our mailbox and our emails and our, our TVs and stuff, the political texts have got to fucking stop. I you know like what? five I, a day. It's, it's insane. We, I mean, so the election was two days ago, so we're, we're, but we're filming this or we're recording this on the election day on election day. And I mean, it's like, it's so insane. It's like I donated to every town a few times. And then now somehow I feel like my information might have been sold to some other political affiliations and I'm getting political texts. Uh, five times a day at least mm. and i'm like I, I i stop every single one of them and they keep coming they're not even like respecting my wishes and i it's this thing it's like dude we all we're pretty set in stone no matter what side you're on it's like you're kind of set in stone with what you're thinking this random fucking text from an android phone and it's now green in my phone it's not going to change my mind of who i'm gonna fucking vote for well and they use your name like hey alexis it's kimberly with the democratic <laughs> party section uh, district whatever i'm like i immediately delete i'm like dude i'm not even gonna read this it's so and it's it's invasive it's annoying you guys something Jared bad, has to tell you something his bad story. happened to me <laughs> So I don't know how this happened, but okay. So same thing as, as you, like I'm, I'm somehow signed up and I get ones personalized for me and I'm registered to vote in Arizona, but <laughs> somebody named Maureen and somebody named Daniel both have used my phone number. So not only am I getting all of the ones that are for me, but I'm getting twice, <laughs> twice the amount on the other side. All day long, I swear. I swear to God, between twelve and fifteen texts. Oh my day. God, I would go nuts. It is, Wait, Jared, who it's is nonstop? The, who is the lady? Carrie Lake, dude. Carrie Lake. Carrie if Lake. you live in Arizona, I don't care what party. Honestly, like, uh, I'm so much less political these days than I used to be. But if you live in Arizona and you voted for Carrie Lake, I hate you, and not because of her <laughs> political views, because of how many fucking times she's texted. Well, probably because of her political views too. But whatever, yeah. I don't. She's even... like the Chris Jenner. I know who she is. She's like the Marjorie Dude. Taylor Green of of Arizona. Dude, and I've sent. And she has Chris I've... Jenner hair. Yes, Does she. Yes. Wait, yes. Carrie Lake. I need to look her up. And so she believes in aliens. She does? Well, I like that, but I'm sure they don't like any I'm for still other. saying don't vote for her. She will not leave me alone. I've said stop to every single message, and they just they won't stop. That is so funny. We drove past her headquarters the other day, and I was like, it was in like a strip mall, and she had like this whole thing going on. I was like, wow. I was like, should I go this in? Woman does not Should stop. I go tell them to, to leave Like, Carrie, alone? Carrie, stop being so obsessed with me. <laughs> Send her a Anyways. signed like, picture or something. I yeah. just can't, you guys, I hope they stop. I've said stop to every it's single one of them. It's only keep coming. They should stop for at least a little bit now that the election is, is done. We'll see. God, well, I I'm think everyone will relate to this, and I think no one will dispute our guilty verdict here. Guilty. They're not making a difference. No. Guilty. Guilty. All, All right. Jared. For mine, we're going to pull from the Facebook group because I was just thinking about this actually recently anyway, and somebody had said um, they wanted to put talking to strangers in an elevator on the stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Jack was just in town. Lady Gang had a show. So we were staying near the venue, like downtown. And this particular hotel that we were staying at, it's a pretty tall one. So there's a lot of floors, right? So we were ending up stopping on like 
you know, every other floor on the way down. And there, by the time we got to the bottom, there were like what it felt like 10, 15 people in the elevator. Somebody is always the first person to like break and start trying to have a conversation. And in that moment, I lock up because it's either directed at you and you have to think on your toes because now everyone's going to listen to your response to this. Sure, person. sure. Or it's directed to somebody else. And now you're an innocent bystander of someone else's small talk. Yeah. even I just uh, think, and I agree, I, whoever had put it in the Facebook group, I'm sorry that I don't know your name offhand right now, but you said that um, when you're in an elevator, uh, you'd rather just not say a word and deal with the awkwardness. And I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> I just, let me be awkward for like 10, 15 floors, and then I'm out, I'm gone, we don't have to do anything, say anything. <sighs> you know it's what? stressing me out, sorry. Y- you know what, I, re- I can't remember what I was doing. Maybe I was like going to the bathroom or something at a restaurant and I didn't bring my phone with me and I was like waiting in a line. And I'm like, wow, this is, it's kind of awkward waiting in a line for something without your phone. Like your phone is such a crutch. And oh, same thing sure. with riding on an elevator. Like if you're riding in an elevator without your phone, it's like, what, what do you do? Where do you look? And then I can't imagine what it was like back in the day where nobody had phones and you all just had to stare at your feet. Like, I don't know what you would do in an elevator. See, I'm so fascinated because I'm the person, and this is when I realized I had social anxiety, um, but I'm really social, It's but it's forced because like <laughs> I live in a condo building now and I have to take an elevator. You guys have an elevator too at your building. Yeah. yeah. I will sit in my car for 40 minutes to avoid being in the elevator with someone. Mm. Like yeah. straight up. That's fair. And at my old place, um, I, would, I would sit in my car for 40 minutes to avoid a neighbor. Mm. who was outside cleaning their stoop. Like, like that's how serious it is for me where I'm like, I really am like, I'm just not going. Like I'm not putting myself in that situation because I anticipate the interaction and it's too uncomfortable for me. So I'm just like, nope. Or I'm like, they're going to talk to me about this and I'm going to get annoyed. And I start to like spiral about it. And I was like, I just completely fuck that. And I laugh about it because Matt is really friendly around the building. He's so nice. Matt Matt's really friendly and like talks to everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, if I Ugh. died or something, or if we both died or someone would be like, Matt was gr-. like Alexis, she was sketchy. Something was up with her, but it's like, I'm just afraid of social interactions with strangers to be quite honest. Like I, I'm super nice, but I don't want it. It's too uncomfortable. I have a feeling that that's going to resonate with almost everybody. I know. I, I feel think like everybody Matt- to some degree feels that way too. And I, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's scary. The idea is scary of being Ooh. stuck in like close quarters and having to have well, small And then talk. they're Ugh. your neighbors and then you live with the, the, everyone buys their condos here. So like I can't get rid of them. So if I offend them, it's over. The, yeah. I can't do it. So I just avoid, but that's how people like me think. <laughs> like they're going to be crazy. like, who is this, this woman that lives under the stairs? Yeah. Who's hiding in her car, sitting in her car. Is she com- <laughs> Is she, is she contemplating murder? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no. Guilty, guilty, guilty. guilty. I, I don't think uh, anybody this, likes... These all matched, I feel like. These were all sort of invasive. Yeah. Uh, you know... We have a theme going on. Totally. I'm turning red just thinking about talking I, I, to someone it's in It's basically elevator. just like, don't get in my shit. Leave me the fuck alone. That's what this on the stand theme is. 100%. Wait, but we have one more. We have oh, yes. our worstie. Let's and listen. they're going to bring it back down because they're reflecting on Halloween. And they're oh, like, love it. Halloween brought something to the surface for me. So let's uh, regress back to the fun holiday let's get and the spooky. fun times and listen to our um, on the standee. Hi, Jack, Alexis, and the two Gs. 
Um, today I'm calling with a post-Halloween reflective on the stand. So we all know that um, a Christmas sweater is appropriate. It's wonderful. It has Santa on it, maybe a snowman. You could even do a Thanksgiving sweater. But I was thinking when I was having trick-or-treaters over, I was looking at all these parents, and they were wearing shirts that just had, like, pumpkin patterns or, you know, a witch on it. But they weren't dressed as a witch. They were just wearing a pattern of something vaguely Halloween-themed. We have so many holidays that we can dress up for, like Fourth of July, you can color theme it. Christmas, Christmas sweaters are great. But on Halloween, if you're going to put in the effort to wear a long sleeve baggy shirt with little pumpkin patterns on it, might you just come up with a pumpkin costume? I just don't like it because it's the one inherent holiday that you are allowed to actually dress up as something and not just have the theme of it on your regular clothing. So I'm voting guilty. Love you guys. Bye-bye. First of all, I have an important commentary. What? I- I'm going to model the way I speak after her. That's nice. Mike, do you just this <laughs> is the most compelling segue into trying to get what you want that I've ever heard. That was yeah. powerful. It really did. Mike, yeah. you just... It moved me. Take the extra step and dress up as a pumpkin. Might you? I kind of, I like it. It's like almost passive aggressive. And it's very compelling. And, and like, it's, but yeah, I'd be like, I might actually I might just it, do this. It's like presenting it as the best option. I like it. It's very, no, it's rhetorically like, uh, yeah. genius. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. persuasive. It's like you took a public <laughs> speaking class. Um, but besides that, I agree, but I love Halloween, but I fell short this year for sure. And I was super bummed about it. Yeah. That I didn't have like a full out costume to wear, but I didn't get invited to anything exciting where everyone yeah. was dressing up. Like we didn't either. We went to some haunted houses, but it was physical, so you couldn't wear a costume. Yeah. So it was just sort of like I had gonna save it for next year. But I agree. I feel like if you're gonna wear a little pumpkin pattern, put a put a put a jack o' lantern on your head. Like what is exactly. the problem? Or, I mean, or buy one of those cheap suits. You can get them. You can get a really nice snazzy looking suit covered in all over print pumpkins and it's a nod to have you guys seen the snl skit with david s pumpkins yeah yes tom hanks it was a surprise on last week's snl did you watch it it again (laughs) he did it again it was i love tom hanks i love him so so much much. and i always get so blown away that his son is chet hanks oh my god chet hanks fucking QAnon guy uh, but like Tom Hanks is the most likable guy I've ever seen. And David S. Pumpkins is good stuff. It is good stuff. And it's so funny because the internet is so split on whether or not it's funny. But I think it's so funny. It's because funny. It's so I think it's funny. Goddamn stupid. And but, wholesome. Yeah. But, and, and if you haven't seen the skit, I'm, I mean, I won't really talk about it, but he's wearing, it's a black like suit, like suit and pants and like trousers. And he's got all over print pumpkins on it. And I, so I feel like that is one acceptable way to get away with maybe wearing That's not because then you're costume. being david s pumpkins for halloween you're not you trying to be a pumpkin see you're cosplaying tom yeah. hanks as david pumpkins found a yeah. loophole and i'm gonna do that next year i'm gonna be david that's s. a great costume actually jack can be a, like one of the little skeletons that's next to him oh my they god they are wearing bodysuits. that's your jam yeah. jack yeah oh yeah i'll be a sexy skeleton well i'm gonna say guilty i'm gonna agree with you um you're uh, we don't have a word at firsty worsties is for worsty standy 
for standy. Uh. Dandy standy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so, it's so easy to, to do a costume, even if it's like a half-assed one. Like, yeah. you know, just wear an orange shirt and paint or, and paint a little pumpkin jack-o'-lantern on it, and then your actual, actual pumpkin. Paint ears on your face. Yeah, it, whiskers. Whatever. Be a just, ghost with a sheet. costume. Guilty. Guilty. Right. Guilty. Okay, well, when we come back, it's time for some True Crime Rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Oh, kidokies. Let's get this going. Sesame Street. So... 
Here is the first controversy that kind of I fell upon for Sesame Street. Do you guys remember Snuffleupagus? My favorite. My favorite. You too? Okay. Snuffleupagus and Cookie Monster. Yeah. Do you guys remember like what his what he was like his whole thing? He's like a woolly mammoth. Stinky winky dinky dink, stinky dinky dinky doo. Was that him? I don't know. I thought he sang that. <laughs> okay. I love you. Wasn't there yeah. a baby and a mom Snuffleupagus? Wasn't there a little Snuff? See, we're getting, now you're we're challenging my movies. fandom of Snuffleupagus. I was not. I was not like a, a Sesame Street super fan, but yeah. so Snuffleupagus was originally a figment of Big Bird's imagination. What? So he was his imaginary friend. And the whole controversy with this, this all happened until 1985. So I don't know when he was actually introduced, if they started in 69. We weren't born yet. Yeah. Oh, no, he was introduced in 1971 as an imaginary companion to Big Bird. And Big Bird would would always be like talking about Snuffleupagus and everybody would be like, he doesn't exist. You're making this up. Blah, 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 blah. And it ended up becoming controversial because... Um, a lot of adults ended up coming forward being like, you know, this could silence childhood mm. victims of sexual abuse, you know, and to where mm. adults won't believe you if you say that, like, somebody is doing something to you or whatever. So I thought that was really interesting because wow. then he finally, they listened, Sesame Street listened, and he ended up becoming a character, like a normal character in 1985. And then he was kind of introduced to the whole cast. I watched the... Um, clip of when he was introduced to Elmo and he was like, hello, nice to meet you. Oh my God, amazing. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. Well, good on them for at least acknowledging it and making a change, you know? Yeah, and but was kind of interesting is this all stemmed from, so there was a quote uh, from the executive producer of Sesame Street and she goes, all this was really stemming from a specific set of incidences in the news, claims of sexual abuse going on in some daycare centers mm, and kids McMartin. being questioned about what was going on. The fear is that if we represented adults not believing what kids said, they might be not motivated to tell the truth. So yeah, it was the satanic panic. Yeah. Nick Martin preschool. Wow. uh, Thing that kind of, I mean, it's obviously it was a good thing that Sesame street did this because, you know, that's a wider issue and there is so much sexual abuse that happens um, with, you know, people that kids know, but sure it was, that's an interesting and also interesting considering our episode from uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of parallels there. So, Fascinating. Yeah. The next one is with my dude, the Cookie Monster. Oh, Love yeah. that guy. So there was a lot of controversy with Cookie Monster because parents were concerned about the rising obesity rate in the United States. Oh, well, they'll find anything to be mad about. What about Tickle Me Elmo? Isn't that problematic? That is, ah, fuck, I should have gone into Tickle Me Elmo. That's okay. We can go in organically we when we're just, done with yeah, Cookie we Monster. Just, we go in just no script. We're in. Totally. Um, no, but with Cookie Monster, I guess parents were complaining, so they ended up introducing vegetables into his diet, and he he had to say that a cookie is a sometimes food rather than a consistent snack, while fruit is an anytime <laughs> food. And I'm the cookie monster in moderation. It's so I'm annoying. the non-refined sugar monster. <laughs> and then like obviously people were pi- people were pissed and they're like, Is he gonna change his name to the veggie monster? Oh my god. And so then Cookie Monster turned green. Yeah, and so Cookie Monster went to Twitter in 2010, and he goes, time to put an end to the rumors. Yes, me eat vegetables. No, <laughs> not going to be called Vegetable Monster. This whole thing's silly. That is yes, so me, funny. 
No, but people are very sensitive. That doesn't surprise me. No, at of all. course. I know. Like I was saying, like I was actually surprised. Maybe I didn't like go into the research enough, but I was surprised that more people weren't pissed about more things than right. what I kind of found. But they probably um, are. You just have to dig. I know. I do have to dig. Somebody is mad. Like, what is the the quote? You're the villain in somebody's story. Even oh, yeah. if you're Mother Teresa, even if you're a perfect yes. person, everyone's gonna have a problem with something because that's the world we live in. So the next one is Katy Perry was on an episode of Sesame Street in 2010, and then her episode was pulled because so many parents were complaining that her wardrobe was too revealing for young audiences. What did she I remember wear? This. She was wearing like a little bit of like, like a, a low cut kind of thing, it, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I or it was too tight or something. I don't know. It was, it was kind of like a, like a bralette sort of a thing strapless bralette very low um i mean listen i think anybody should wear whatever they want but i don't think i would wear that outfit with a bunch of preschoolers um so but like i get her people are like this is your brand this is my your her stylist picks <laughs> what she wears and she's yeah. like this is your brand and she was supposed to look like Katy perry on the show and that that something was lost in translation with like let's wear sure. like a smock neck top yeah. instead <laughs> <laughs> or mock neck that's what it's called right like a yeah yeah turtleneck um okay so there's two more one was that sesame street was originally for adults only so i guess the first episode was a lot different than what it is now and a lot of the characters were doing some things that would not be appropriate for preschoolers to like see smoking so it, cigarettes well who was smoking <laughs> yes no um cookie monster was smoking a pipe <laughs> I feel like Oscar the Grouch was a smoker. Mm, it feels like he should well, be. He lives in a he lives in a trash can. Okay, the last thing I'm going to go to is that in 2011, the Sesame Street YouTube channel was hacked and replaced with porn. What? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So they like. Why replaced are people it. always trying to do that? Why is that like? So it's a goal for so many like hackers to like because inject it's, porn. Because it's the it's ultimate. It's the ultimate opposite. Yeah. end of the spectrum than yeah. sesame street and they you know, want to traumatize these poor little children i don't think so kids should up. be i don't think toddler i don't think preschoolers should be alone on computers on youtube yeah God. i don't think i don't think preschoolers should have internet without parent supervision you know because like that's really young still and the internet is savage no, right now you shouldn't have unsupervised <laughs> internet use until you're like 18 yeah i'm telling Even you then, my kids are not gonna have internet like in their room until they're adults like it's too dangerous I, I, i've said it before and i'll stick by it i think you need to pass a test to get your internet license just like your driver's license yeah Agreed. or you could be like jared's jared's mom had a keyboard a key strike tracker. tracking me but i found it god i it. love that woman that he is so great <laughs> I you figured her. out how to disable it oh yeah so you did she know you figured it out no or did you figure it out behind I told, her I mean, back I told her years later but yeah did she funny. get mad no, she didn't care. I don't think she ever even looked. I don't think she knew how to like go back in and look at it. I can't. Just, and I can't like imagine just, your mom knowing how to use that. I think like a friend's uh, dad or mom like came over and was like, I want to put this on your computer so you can watch what your kids do. My mom didn't know how to use it, but no. I found it. It was pretty obvious. Sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, my mom did. My mom was looking over all the shit I was doing. My mom, my parents didn't care what I did. It's amazing <laughs> I'm alive. Um, but that's why I'm so wise, because I did some crazy things when I was alone with the internet <laughs> as a child. 
I and that's love. why my kids are screwed because like oh, I, you're like you don't end up I've like done, me. Yeah. I've done literally everything. Like you're not going to get anything past me. Oh my god, I love it. Um, okay, well that was an interesting true crime rewind. Uh, go watch an episode of. You know what? Go watch the first episode of Sesame Street. It's bizarre. You know, is it kooky? It's just weird. Oh, I mean, I was kind of fast forwarding through some of it, but like a lot of it was just music with really weird, uh, like collages of collages. strange videos and stuff. Bizarre. I had to really get in there to finally get a conversation with one of the Muppets, but it was a lot of, it was very, it was a montage for the okay. most part. Okay. Um, okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear about the terrible things that you people have done in your lives. Hello, Worsty Firsties. We're here to uh, have a confessional. I think everyone's going to feel really good after this. Yeah. But before we start, and I didn't ruin it for myself. I didn't read the whole transcription of this call. But some episodes back, Jack and I referenced a sexual cowboy caller that we had who had called in the worst thing he'd ever done. To be honest, I don't remember what he said he did. I think it was something about him having sex with his best friend's girlfriend or something. Maybe, maybe something like that. Um, or but some, it doesn't matter, but because he's called back because he heard us um, talking and speculating about whether he still listens and he has a message for us and for everyone. So I think we're going to start with that to go full circle on sexual cowboy. So stand by. Hey, Alexis, Jack, and Jared. This is your sexual cowboy listener. Yes, I still do listen to the podcast. Uh, thank you guys very much for the nickname. My wife and I have been getting uh, quite a kick out of it. Uh, if you do know how I can get in some voice work, please let me know because I would love to switch jobs. I do have a story for you today. It's not the worst thing I've ever done, but it is, could have been the worst thing I ever did. Um, in college, my buddies and I live about three hours away from Vegas, so we do spontaneous trips over there for the night, you know, not get a hotel, draw straws, we had to drive back, stay sober, that sort of thing. Well, one time, our buddy got really drunk, and he kept getting kicked out of casinos, and we were tired of carrying him around, so we take him down to the parking garage and drop him off in the middle, in the, in the back of a random truck bed. Uh, well, so we continue to party for the night, and a few hours later, we go back to get him, and as we're walking around the corner, we see the truck that we put him in is backing out and starting to drive away. So we rush down there, stop the driver, explain what happened, apologize, and he starts laughing, gets out, takes some pictures of my buddy. And, uh, and so we collect our friend, driver goes off, everything's all good. So again, not the worst thing, but very much could have been the worst thing if uh, the driver did take off. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So to reiterate, he put the guy in the bed of the truck because he was drunk and they didn't want to like deal with it. And like, we'll just put you in this truck bed. Obviously you had to be drunk yourself to think that's a good idea because like this truck almost, God, I wish it had, I wish the truck pulled away and he was okay because that story, holy geez. Oh my God. That can go bad so fast though. Dude, just like a sexual cowboy to go to a flatbed truck, pickup truck and be like, this is the pro the solution to my problems. Oh yeah. 
Uh, I Jared. mean, it's it's the exact story that I would really like to hear from the sexual cowboy. You know, yeah, like, this perfect. is what I was. It like it really matches up with how I envision you in real life, and I can really. There's just like a nice visual for the whole story, and I love you. And it's like I mean, I'm not gonna put up with this shit. I'm here for a night out. This guy's going in the bed of this truck. I have boundaries. I love it. Jared, Jared, bro, you got to stop calling. You're making really hard for us over here. Okay. <laughs> no, Please keep I, I calling mean, with more stories. I have no yeah. advice, and I just wanted to add, I love hearing your voice too. You do have a great voice. It's I mean, pretty impressive. You if know, I knew where to get you VO work. Listen, if if something happens to Jack and Jared together, you will be my new co-host. No, I was saying like once we write a book one day, like and there needs to be like a regular narrator. For parts of it, like this, he's narrating oh, our future yeah. book. Oh, yeah. This is like... Why am I picturing Sam Elliott? I don't know. Like, I, I know you're way younger than that, but I feel like maybe you have a really mean mustache. To be Ooh. honest, I cannot know. I don't know how old men are when I hear their voices. I have no clue. Mm. I know. He sounds old, but maybe he's... I but don't young, know. No, you so sound young. He sounds like 30s to me. Well, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, I don't know why I was th- thinking that's old. That is literally our age. Do you think we're old? Yes. No. I don't think I'm old. Yep. I think other We're 30s old. people are old, but sure. I don't feel old. I'm not old. I feel like a young spring chicken. Me too. We're Jared? Old. We're old. You're no, the youngest, not, Jared. Jared. Shut up. All right. On <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> okay. So I think you guys are going to like this one. Um, it's college. It's victimless crime. It's glamour. It's gorgeous. Everything. But um, I just wanted to call to let you know that I've done things that are more bad than other people that have called in. One of them is um, it happened after a gallery crawl um, on a Friday 20 years ago when I was in art school in a mid-sized city. We wound up at a museum um, that shares a space with a playhouse and everybody was trying to take the elevator down we were a little bit um not there for that i'm a stairwalker personally so we walked down the stairs and we walked down the stairs and there were no clear exit signs we wound up in the basement which shared the space with the playhouse all this amazing furniture all amazing sound systems amazing everything but down the hall was this unbelievable chandelier uh you couldn't believe it and it was on a rolling rack and i also noticed that there were they had an entire room full of chandeliers so i was like this is ready to go my friend was by me i said hey get your girl get her car we need to pull it around back uh we long story short we shoved an entire gigantic chandelier into the back of a volkswagen jetta Sped away from police who didn't really notice that anything was going on. Uh, broke half of the chandelier, probably cut up my hands a bunch. Uh, got it home, brought it upstairs. What do you do with half a chandelier, you say? Um, well, if you have an outdoor-facing balcony, you only need half a chandelier, and then it fits perfectly against the wall. All of the wiring was still good. It lit up like a Christmas tree. We had a champagne and chandelier party where we bought cases and cases of the cheapest champagne available, probably Andre, uh, handed a bottle to everybody who came through the door. The freshmen were shocked. 
Um, then, yeah, the chandelier lived up there, and it was a, it was legendary. Um, people dressed up in tuxedos for the party. It was very well received. What did you do with all of the broken crystals or leftovers, you ask? We gave them to everybody who uh, we graduated with so they could put on their graduation caps next to their tassels. And we all graduated with a little chandelier on our tassel as a remembrance of that night. So, victimless crime, college. I am obsessed with you. Me too. Okay, so what I will say is this isn't fully a victimless crime, but... I, think, I mean, technically it is. A person did not get hurt. Yes, but I think, listen, I don't know. You were very vague. You're so smart and sly that I don't, Obsessed. I'm trying to picture like a big museum and a big playhouse and like how many chandeliers they might have. And maybe they never even noticed this was gone, frankly, especially 20 years ago. A lot of people only notice shit is missing because of security cameras and, and yeah. things like that. So if they didn't miss it, this is not a victimless crime. If they did miss it, somebody was sad, and that's not nice. Yeah, but somebody. You're true. You're right. Yeah. I will say very much like we encourage people to do with like animal products. You used every part of this thing. Like you and you made it legendary. You branded it. You yeah. gave you gave the broken bits to people for like memories that are still in pe- on people's mantle places in their childhood rooms. Right? Like they're their graduation cap with a chandelier. I think it's like a really fun um, thing you made like for your nostalgically that I can get behind. You You took your thievery and you turned it into a celebration. That's right. That's what you did. And I mean, he made he, he made lemonade out of those lemons, out well, of the, the broken chandelier, little bits of lemons. Well, you're also a really good storyteller. You so you, good. You unfolded that in layers in a way that was captivating, and Ugh. I'm jealous of your artistic ability because I can't draw for shit. So you're not the worstie. You're our bestie. I would like to know because you said you've done other things. I would like you to call back and let us know your other worst things that you've done. And then also, I'm really jealous that I didn't get to go to this party because it sounds like it was a fucking rager. How fun to walk into a party and get handed a bottle of champagne. I mean, I would like a little bit better than Andre, but we you know, I would drank Andre. When me and Jack lived together, we had a kiddie pool in our front yard. And yes. all, we would just like walk to the corner store and buy Andre. And that's it. And it was because it didn't give us hangovers at that point. Now no. we die. But then, oh. no. Like, imagine if we did that, but you got, like, handed a bottle of Vuv. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We'd only be Jared's able to have, like, like hmm. two people at our party. but The evolved the, version. It can totally. be just us us four and Matt, and we can do that but that type of party and have, like, That's a little chandelier. Right. In honor. We're doing it. Uh, well, those were two great worsty firsties. We're doing so good. So the bar is being raised. I hope everybody knows that. So when you call in with your worst thing you've ever done, um listen to these and is like, can, can I top that? And then send them in. Yeah. And let me remind you all of the phone number to call in for firsty worsties. And that number is three, two, three, five, three, nine, three, five, one, six. And again, we are going to put that in the show notes. That's three, two, three, five, three, nine, three, five, one, six. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right, Lex. I think that there is only one thing left for you. Okay, well, this isn't my best work, but it's not my worsty worst work either. 
Um, for Costanza Stanza, I just did a poem entitled November Ruminations by George. <laughs> okay. So, just when I thought my angst would finally lessen, here comes my pesky seasonal depression. <laughs> I'm supposed to be joyous and excited for turkey, but then I remember that women describe me as quirky. They say people in your life are seasons, but I see people as painful lesions. Oh, wow. we're getting broody in the in the cold November months. I know. Thank you. Should we get like a little changed. bongo? Should we get like yeah. a bongo sound yes. effect? I would love I think that. So, okay. oh, I love it so much. All Great right. job, Lex. That was masterful. Thanks, guys. Oh, I've been right. I've been practicing my poetry. She seems <laughs> effortless, you know. Okay. Bye, bye guys. everyone. We love bye. you. Love you. Love you.